When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to this week's Royal Blue podcast. It's uh, going to be me, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kekbrad, our Everton correspondent. And the usual midfield duo, the dynamic Gav Buckland and Tony Scott. Now, listen, if you've got something on at the moment, if you're boiling an egg or you're planning to do anything for the next sort of 45 minutes to an hour, just stop it because last week we discussed who we would keep or sell out of the current squad. And this week we're going to talk about targets. And you've got a list as long as your arm and longer. Probably even longer than Gav's arm. <laughs> and I think he's eight foot nine. In his <laughs> your, st- your arm's <laughs> eight foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in his stock and feet, and um, there've been lots of targets, lots of names discussed. We're going to run through some of them because, as I say, we will be here all night if we did them all, and uh, just discuss our take on whether or not you know we think to be a good target. Often, me and Phil particularly report on names that the club are linked with, but usually without comment on whether we think, for what it's worth, that that we should be after them or not. So that's what we'll discuss, and I suppose we'll start with the one that's really kind of whetted the appetites of Evertonians, and it's Axel Witzel. Easy for me to say. I keep calling him Alex, but Axel yeah. Witzel of Zenit and Belgium, and maybe just maybe of Everton. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's a bit in and out, wasn't he in the Euros? A bit like the Belgian team, to be honest with you. Um, always liked him. Uh, I think he'd be a good, good addition. Um, I don't know what that means for the current players at the club, um, but like we've spoken about in the last few podcasts. It's um, it's the number of people perhaps who are in the market for players at the moment, um, and what Everton can offer uh, that other clubs can't. Um, apart from the obvious, which is maybe a bit more in his weekly pay packet, um, but that would certainly be a uh, a go for me. So, Fitzel, yeah, totally agree with, with what Gavin's just said. I think he's everything as a player what Everton exactly needs, as in to make a statement of intent, and the player. Which we're gonna we're gonna touch on one matter and the likes later on. But for me, I think Axel Witzel, a box to box midfielder who can pass, who can shoot, who can head, who can tackle, gets all round the pitch. Basically, do what Gareth Barry and James McCarthy does and more. Does what Tom Cleverley does and more. So, in a nutshell, you've got three or four players in one, and you're making that statement of intent as well. And I'm not judging. Yeah, he has a, a mixed Euros, but I'm not judging anything on that. If that was the case, you're selling players from the Euros, then you'd be picking Robson Canu up, wouldn't you? Just doesn't make sense. Judging from what he's done in his club career, yeah, he's been at Russia. He's been he's done well over there by all accounts as well. He's done well at Stands of Liège. Play from what I've seen him against Liverpool last time at Anfield, he, he literally ran the show there. So for me, he's exactly what Everton wants as in a player. And making that statement to the that far, how much he wants. Phil, do we have to be careful? I mean, yeah, we've seen him play for his country uh, at times very well. But then, you know, he's played well in Belgium. We've had a few problems with Russian imports in a, a more recent seasons ourselves, really. Is, is he the real deal? 
I have to be brutally honest, and I imagine there's a lot of people who would be in the same position as me. I haven't seen much of him, and I'm not going to pretend that I have and say he's this and that. I've seen him at the Euros. I've probably seen him in the odd, the odd Champions League game with Zenit, but I don't watch the Russian league. So, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not going to profess to know he's this, he's that. Yeah, physically he looks like he's got all the attributes. I thought he looked good against Ireland. Um, and all right in the other games, I didn't look at him and go... God, he's a player, isn't he? Yeah. You know, but I think there is, there is, there is a sort of what's the what's the phrase? I, th- I think there is a sort of danger that that understandably we get carried away with this. He's the first big name, really, that looks like Everton are interested in. You know, and it's it's got some degree of legs, you know, to it, about it. I understand, you know, I think it's difficult. I don't want us to be getting carried away because I think, you know. Is he is he going to transform us into top four club? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing I spoke to him before, and he said he said, oh, "I'm not I'm not sure on Vitzel myself." And I go, "Well, what you've got to get your heads round for any player that Everton are going to be linked with over the next six weeks or whatnot is that are they better than what we've got? Oh, Regardless of the fee, the wages, everything else, is Axel Vitzel better than James McCarthy, Gareth Barry, Tom Cleverley, Mo Besic? Are they better than what we've got? For me, yeah, he is all day long. So, yeah, ignore the transfer fee, ignore the wages. I'm not interested in that. Just get the player in. Yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting point. So, I think you mentioned when you first started. Is, you know, we said about Evan making a statement of intent at some point. Do we view like the signing of Witzel as being like that statement, or is he like not? Not the marquee player that you're thinking about. I don't think he's the marquee name. Yeah. I think he's someone who excites fans because he is a name. But for me, that's not the sort of signing that instantly puts you up there. It's makes just, it makes a well. statement, though, Greg. It does make a statement, but it's not like well, uh, it's challenging Napoli for him. who are in the Champions League. Yeah, and so you know, some, all of a sudden you're going, how would Everton getting him? Yeah, all all supporters up and down the country be going, how why are Everton getting him? Straight away. So for me, I think it does make a statement. And, and does it show that actually, you know, Vitzel, if he doesn't fall into the category of a marquee player, or actually at that level, you know, it's not a done deal and it's difficult to, you know, you know, try and understand why he would come to Everton. Does that show you how difficult it would be getting a marquee player then if somebody at Vitzel's level is still a difficulty trying to yeah. get him? Yeah. You know? Well, this is it. I think Everton are going to experience this when you know, the further the, the, we go into the summer and, and the windows open, that it's not going to be easy to get their objectives. They're going to have to do a lot of hard work, a lot of talks, and ultimately pay a lot of money because they haven't got the Champions League. Um, but just sorry, Greg, judging by that, then they got what they wanted in the manager. Yeah. So I don't see no reason why they shouldn't with the player. Well, hopefully that'll be the logic that applies, but I think you know, the manager's a bit different in that he's coming from Southampton, isn't he? But some of these players are in the Champions League already, mm. you know, one matter is one I was going to move on to. He's not if he stays at United, but certainly, uh, you know, you could imagine that Vitzel would be playing in the Champions League next season oh. under his current club, and if he went to Napoli. So I know Greg you did, did the piece before us. So what can Everton offer? Axel Vitzel and some other players that we talk talk about that other clubs can't. They, I suppose they can put together first and foremost a lot of money. Like everyone can offer a lot of money, but Everton maybe could offer. It's mind-boggling amounts of money more than the rest, and secondly, I suppose they can just try and sell a dream. Yeah, you know, this is where we intend to be. This is what we intend to do, and um, this is the seriousness that we want to do it with. Do you think it'll help them the way Kevin Morales and Romelu Lukaku were already at the club? Well, interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, certainly one of those two 
up until like this week, apparently couldn't wait to get out of the club. Mm. So, you know, you wonder if he if he's asked Lukaku, and Lukaku may well have changed his tune. We don't know for certain, mm. but what would he tell him? You know, Lukaku's desperate to go and play Champions League football elsewhere. Yeah. Morales, different story. Maybe he would say that it's a good move, but up until. This season, would Morales really be selling Everton to other players because yeah. he hasn't maybe feel, felt like he's fulfilled his potential here? So. so what we're effectively saying then is the difference in Mercedes' millions is not necessarily in uh, paying massive money for players. It's actually the players that you buy. The difference is we'll be able to pay them more money in wages. That's that's the difference. I think so. That's the main ben- benefit think of it, isn't it? Really? Without having the one... This is this is the kind of the catch 22 you need the big name to act as a magnet for other players. If you haven't got the big name, what you do, you have to throw money at it. And I think you've got to get one in to start the ball rolling. And maybe once Everton have done that, like City did in 2008, mm. I know we're going over all ground and yeah. we're being your in, then you can start looking. I think a piece I've written today, you might have to look at January or even next summer when Everton really start landing the targets they want uh, easily. Yeah. But they have to make that statement this summer, though. To do they have that, to get yeah. a, a signing, a marquee yeah. signing. This yeah. Do we do we overestimate? I know we went going over the ground, but I'm not sure whether this point was covered. But do players go to other clubs because they've got a top player there? Hmm. I don't know. Um, possibly. I think it helps, doesn't it? If you see, if you see a, a top player, who you think can influence games or has that pedigree about them and you you might be want to go and play with him wouldn't you think well if he's gone then maybe why is he gone yeah why is he gone yeah. well, well maybe there's something about it he's seen something I'll get on board yeah so, the, the only reason they're saying it's back to the wages thing isn't it is that you know football is no different to anybody else really you go where the rewards are don't you like yeah. financially yeah. and to me the only difference that makes is that you know, two clubs are offering the set, set, you know, the same player, the same wages, but one of them's got better players. That that's where it'll yeah. make a difference. I don't think Natalie, you know, super only. I want to go to Club A. You've got two hundred grand. They're offering me two hundred grand a week, and but they've got you know Ronaldo playing for them. But I want to go to Club B. But Club B offering me not Ronaldo, but they're offering me three hundred thousand yeah. pounds a week. Where do you go? I suppose well, you, you know, you'll go where more money is. I, it sounds it sounds really daft, but I think when Everton are competing with sides from Serie A, um, Bundesliga, I think the fact that they're in the Premier League has got to count for something. Yeah. The yeah. pull of the Premier League, the fact that there's a lot of good players in the Premier League, you know, they've all been drawn in, you know, and there's a lot of high profile managers now. Yeah, so in terms of like we go on about like the Far East, where the Far East benefits Everton, not because we've got like massive Leeds fans that we have got following the Far East, it's actually the growth of the Premier League in the Far East, you know, you can grow your own profile better if you're from abroad in, yeah. in the Far you know, mm. in the Premier League than what you could probably do in other clubs. So it's that corporate thing then is what you're saying, is like that that's what you could sell but the the, the the source of the attraction of the Premier League. And what you're saying on that point, do you think when, when Rubinho signed for Manchester City to Jong and company and players like that, they signed because Rubinho. I think company was already there. Was he already yeah. there? So De Jong, De Jong signed in the January, didn't he? Yeah, I don't, all the players that followed. I don't think that's the case in isolation, but I think it all goes towards making the club a more attractive prospect. Yeah. But again, you know, sort of moving moving on on, on to matter. I'll start on matter. I'm not convinced that he would be 
I think would he improve Everton's team? The litmus test that, that you mentioned. So, would yeah, he would. He's a he's a class player. Mm. Whether or not Mourinho wants him or not, he's a class player. Is he what Everton needs as a priority? Maybe not. I mean, you know, he's a number he's a number ten, a classic yeah. number ten, isn't he? I don't know. I mean, you would, would you get away with him and Ross in the same team? Well, I mean, we what we understand, isn't it, Phil, that Cumin uh, views Barkley as, as a ten. Mm. Um, so yeah. would he? I mean, would he come in and possibly stifle the progress of a you know a young player? Did he play with a ten at Southampton like that? Did he play with somebody of that ilk behind Pella? Mm. I, I, I'm just trying to think. Did Mane come in? Come in Mane yeah. Yeah. Play on the wa- on the width, doesn't he? Tadic did play wide as yeah. well. I don't know. What does matter fit? I mean, I, we'll obviously get to understand Cumin's thinking a lot better. As, as pre-season goes on and stuff and the type of player he's looking for. Now, obviously, you've got to factor in. For a start, my information tells me there's nothing in it at the minute. So, we're, we're talking purely hypothetically. Put that aside. He, pl- he plays under him at Valencia. So, you've got to say, well, maybe he could, you know, he does, he, you know, he could find a way in for him into his team. But then, when we speak about Koeman's teams and when we think about the type of player that he likes to bring and... And the, you know the sort of fleeting references he's made to the, how Everton are going to play. I think big. I think powerful. I think fast. Mm. Now, one matters not any of those, mm. but he is incredibly skillful and has got vision. So, but I don't know. I type of played didn't he last year with Manny. See, Manny's Manny's fast. He's speed, yeah. isn't he? He's, yeah. he's all you know. Davis. See, Davis was more. Was he more of the holding? Was he more yeah. of the kind of sitting? Yeah. I don't so know. He it I doesn't, don't know. It's it's mm. interesting. Maybe maybe I, it's because he's got. A, he's going to have, has got and will have, a different caliber of player. So maybe they're going to. He's going to play slightly differently, and maybe he will find a place for, for a matter. I would say, he maybe doesn't quite, fit the bill of what at the minute I believe to be a Southampton Cumin. Sorry, a Cumin type player. I agree with you guys. I think. As in statements of intent, it will make one. Obviously, Van Matten joining Everton, it it will, it will then raise the eyebrows. But as in a player, I just think he's his off the ball work doesn't impress me as much. And is he that good on it? I think he's, be, I think he's a very good player. Good player, isn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. he's very good on the ball. But as you say, but will 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 Koeman accept? I'm not. And we're not we're not saying that matters lazy or anything like that. But I know what you mean. Would Koeman have a team where you're effectively carrying a 10? And I mean, you have to be top yeah, notch. That's what I mean. If you, yeah. you can carry a player like that, you're yeah. going to have to be yeah. Ronaldo, Bale. You'll, you need to be top caliber, top caliber if you need to basically just not move. He's a game changer. We, we knew that from the semi final. Mm. I think yeah. back to the, the fundamental moment that undid us, one of them. Yeah. He was involved in that goal that's heavily, true. wasn't he? Yeah, he's. He's got that ability to change a game out of nothing. There's a reason why Marino's getting rid of him, though, Greg, isn't it? Well, they've done twice, in theory, yeah, yeah potentially. So um, what does that tell you? Why should we be... Well, playing devil's advocate, does does Koeman, trying to build a squad, have the resource to buy him anyway? Different games, different scenarios, different players. I know, I know we've there's a wealth of money around the club at the moment, but can you afford to be given a player... How old is he? 29. 29-year-old, mm. huge wage, yeah. big contract for just mm. a lad who's not going to be guaranteed to start every game. Yeah, I don't think we can afford to, and I think we should be looking 
yeah. elsewhere, as in Witzel or another Man United player who I extremely like and I think Everton should be going out for is Schneider. Yeah. I think I think he's I think he's really a top top centre midfield that Everton should be going up hell for leather for. I think yeah, Ronald Koeman got the best out of him two seasons ago. That's how he got the move to Manchester United. So I'd I'd love if any player to materialise for Manchester United, I'd love it to be him Morgan Schneider. But just on that basis that we've all just said, well why should they take a player in matter that Mourinho doesn't rate? Arguably, Van Gaal didn't really rate Schneiderlin because he never got a look in, or very rarely got a look in. This is Van Gaal, isn't it, really? That's why he's. Well, he just wanted, yeah. Didn't, didn't, you know what I mean? Didn't you have something to do with Lukaku as well? <laughs> you know, yeah. so, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting. Now, old Vittles, Vittles, 28. 28, so you talk, I mean, what, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know what I've said, you know, for, like for the last six, seven months, it's like my problem is, yeah. is, the, is the age of the squad, yeah. and like that, we need to get more players in the mid 20s. And like, if you're buying players now, as you say, 28, 29, it's actually, as you say, quite rightly, two, three years' time, they're already in the early 30s. They've probably arguably gone past the best years. And so, do you, and I said that about Rooney, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago, why would you pay £300,000 a week for somebody who's 30, 31? Yeah. And so, therefore, somebody, you know, should, should we be saying that the players we should be looking to buy are in the age range of 23 to 27? Well, that neatly brings us on to another target, a genuine target, in Graziano Pella. Now, the way we understand it is that Koeman wants him, but there's significant hurdles in the fact that Southampton will want top dollar for him, even though he's only got 12 months left in his contract. You know, understandably, they're not, they're not going to be you yeah. know, dealing, making things easy with Everton. Yeah. You can understand that. So they'll be driving a hard bargain. But, you know, he's 31 later this month, I think. So he's probably looking at his next move financially. He's thinking, well, this last one. I've got maybe to maximise this. And so as much money as Everton have, and it goes back to your point, Tony, are the Everton boards, as much as Koeman may strongly push for Pella because he, he's worked with him at Feyenoord and Southampton, knows what he'll going to get from him, are they going to push through a deal that will cost a lot of money, maybe £16 million, for a 31-year-old striker who if Lukaku stays, would effectively be second-choice striker. And this is the dilemma, isn't it? And this is the kind of awful folds into to what Greg's been writing about today. And, yeah, we've got money, but it's actually proven to be not that simple to spend it. It's interesting. I think the, the first thing I would say about that, Phil, which you're absolutely spot on, is the culture, the shift in Everton's perception when they do deals. The first thing is, now, in this era, are we willing to forgo, which was always a, a a crutch of Everton sell-on value. In the past, it was by players in young who've got the potential to develop, and then let's be honest, you John Stones as Julian Lescott, so on and so forth, a sell-on value. You buy them in cheap, you may profit handsomely on a player. I think Everton have moved past that possibly, so they are looking at players older in the twenties. For me, though, you still got to get players like you say, Gav, in the mid or right, late twenties, perhaps. But I think. I think for me, if Southampton, if the rumoured fee, in, you know, possibly around 12 million and whatever his personal terms are, and they would be big and mm. he would want more than a two-year contract. He might even want a three-year contract. I'm not convinced that's worth it. I do. And I think what it will do as well is that me, it'll make Romelu Lukaku a better footballer. I can see that. As 100% because yeah. Pella's hold-up play is the best out there that I've seen. His hold-up play is just absolutely outstanding. 
it, it is Southampton is for Italy. He just brings midfielders into play, and especially when you've got obviously your Barclays. And if we're talking about matters of the world, he, he's, he, he's everything. If Rom can take a look at his hold of play, then Rom will be go on to be one of the world's best. I think Pelle is exactly whatever they need. They don't need a Kone or Nias coming off the bench. They're no threat to Rom's place. They're no threat to him whatsoever. But Pella will be. So you know, the way Romelu Lukaku tails off towards the end of last season, that wouldn't happen because you've got Pella ready to take his place. And if Pella starts banging them in, then Rom's on the bench. And this is you a, need that competition for places. There's a question the board will have to ask themselves you know, as Koeman puts his, his transfer list in front of them. Is it worth, an in inverted commas, the gamble then to pay 12, 14, 16 million pounds for Pella, hand him a sizeable weekly wage packet, but in the hope that in the, in the two years, say, he's played a significant part in getting Everton in the top four. Yeah. That's that, I guess that's the gamble, aren't they? You're going to have to roll the dice on some of the signings. Yeah, you said, I mean, you said the other week, Phil, that I think uh, you anticipated there being a lot more movement in and out of the team over the next couple of years than what we've seen previously. So what you're saying is like the sign of Pelle probably fits into that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe people coming in for a couple of years. The only thing I'd say about Pelle, does that change the shape of the team? It's interesting, you would, would you, because yeah, I know what you mean, if you're thinking he would naturally be the one, wouldn't he, in a, in a 4 2 three, he, one. Yeah. But if you're playing him and Rom together like Martinez did with Kone, close, do you then go four four two. 4 2 I don't know, then do you, are you therefore naturally pushing Rom too far wide? Is that, you know, yeah, and then can you get away with a 10 in that, you know, it, it's, it's... Sorry, it, Juan, you can't come. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's, so with every player you buy... It, sort of stops the possibility by another but I know you can need to vary your tactics and days of squads and stuff but it'd be, it'd be fascinating to see for me the shape of his team yeah, next definitely. year about how he plays it because he played like 3-5-2 didn't he I can't with, wait with, to see with, how, with, he, uh, how, he shape, how he lines up with Southampton's yeah. quite bad I think he played that in Holland as well so that'll, that'll be would, an interesting dynamic what would, to see. what would Pella and Ron be like as a two You'd have to play wingers they're, they're both outlets aren't they in that yeah. respect but you'd, you'd have to have width there's no good playing with four flat number, basically midfielders. But that's what Koeman wants pace, doesn't he? We know that. Yeah, you'd have to play with Delafeu or Lennon you know, on the wing that's because why you're not going to be yeah. getting the best out of them. It's, it's useless. And really. maybe that's why they've been looking. The team have been looking at that Grzyki at Poland. You know, he's he's out and out pace. Yeah, his end product's iffy, but he's off a stick, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think I think the key next year is how Koeman wants to play. With Evan and then some of the players that he signs will be part of that, mm. and that might impact on some of the players that we've got at the moment. But don't forget, it won't be as sort of didactic or set in stone as it was under Martinez. How Martinez wanted to play, you knew every player that he bought had to fit that system. Yeah, yeah. Kuma might be a switch hitter, he might play one way against one team, he might change it during the game, he might play mm. a totally different way the following week. So we might want a squad that reflects that flexibility. Whereas under Martinez, you could say instantly, that's a Martinez player. Yeah, absolutely. That's not. When do yeah. uh, when does Southampton recess season review on DVD? When do you go get a copy? <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember watching they played Manchester, they beat Man United at Old Trafford last season. And they played two up front for the majority of that. I think Charlie Austin Big played. Charlie up front, scored, didn't they? I think Pella was up front. So it just shows that he can't change it or four four two. Do you think that's an away set up then? Do you think Possibly. that's a yeah. We we know we're not going to have the all of the ball, but we need an outlet, and when we get it, we need it to stick. Yeah. Which obviously is a big thing with Rom doesn't always stick. But mm. if you've got Pella, or if you play with two, a Pella and a, a Rom, then are you saying well, eight times out of ten, so, it probably will. So it yeah. doesn't strike me as a natural part, natural 
a pallet to me would fit naturally with the smaller big man little man combo man combo big man big man big man big man is to me there's not many teams that do play four four two is there there's not many that play two up front crept back in isn't it yeah like I think even when Liverpool had Sturridge and Suarez, he played Sturridge drifting out yeah. wide and then Sterling yeah, behind. He yeah. didn't actually play the two. But of them like I started four footy, but it wasn't. Maybe it was like four four one. Yeah. Last yeah. Year, Maybe Coombs yeah. just gonna have like an eleven of giants. They're just gonna be six uh, well, foot four and just be beast. It's about just gonna, because we 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 struggled at set pieces last season. There's oh, no two ways about don't, it. Defending <laughs> defending them and obviously trying to score from them. We struggled big time. So it's about time we started getting units in the box. I was just going to say, if you're a centre back, you're not fancying coming up against Lukaku and someone like Pellet, are you? Yeah. yeah, because that and that folds into again. You know, I'm, I'm half guessing, but uh, it's an educated guess. Kuman isn't going to be so dogmatic as you said. Roberto probably was, in fairness, and there's, there's no there's no shame. Kuman going right for the next 15 minutes. We're hitting the channels yeah. long. We're turning them, and we're winning set pieces, free kicks, corners. Then that's when they come off. If you've been working on set pieces and you've got, as you said, Tony, you've got people in there who are going to attack the ball and be yeah. a presence in the box. Definitely. So on the other end of the scale, we've been linked to the goalkeeper this week um, by me, Casper <laughs> 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 Schmeichel of Leicester City. Now it wasn't one whereby I was saying it's someone that Everton are definitely going to sign. It was, it was merely the fact that he's he's a notable name on a list of top class keepers that. They want to. They want to try and bring in one of um, an interesting one because obviously, again, it wouldn't be straightforward to get him. First of all, you'd have to convince him to leave the Champions and the Champions League to come to Goodison. But if they could, so is he a clause in his contract? Uh, yeah, there's release clause, seventeen million pound release clause. So it wouldn't be that much of a tussle to get him out of here, would it? Oh no, you'd get him. But what I mean is, other clubs could, in theory, yeah. Bid seventeen million, and then it's a bit of the Arsenal situation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd well take him. I think he's commanding. His distribution's good. He's made some crucial saves for Leicester last season. He's vocal, makes some outstanding saves. As I said, crucial ones in big games. Hardly makes a mistake. Very rarely. Every time I've watched him for Leicester, it's, he hardly point the finger at him for many, great many season, goals. Yeah, he? I think he's everything that he's one and a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. He was playing in front of a good defence as well last year as well, which probably, remember probably, that, yeah. probably yeah. helped. Uh, I like him. It, I mean, and I don't want to sort of diss uh, Tim Howard, but when he was watching Schmeichel playing for Leicester last year and comparing to what you know the problems he were having at the back, he's just seen a big, you know, and you see that he's definitely somebody he'd like mm-hmm. to see play for Everton you know, last season. And I think that's still the case. The problem, like with all of these, though, is whether you could get him. Um, but yeah, he's he's the standard of keeper. Basically, we should be going for, isn't he? Really? What does, what does he stand? Six four? Is he that tall? Yeah, uh, six two. It's interesting. The info I've been getting is that Cumin wants size in his goalkeeper as much as yeah, you've got ability with your feet, a presence, and I think he's probably mm-hmm. looked at Everton and got defending set pieces. Yeah. My goal is not staying on his line. He's he's clearing players out and he's coming to win it. So, but look, Schmeichel's been terrific, hasn't he? So yeah. you know. Is there any other goalies out there that you'd go for? Well, I mean, just going off what Phil's just said in terms of size alone, they've, they've got that already in Joel Robles. Mm-hmm. I'm just not convinced that no. he's got the ability long term. Do you think his future's looking more uncertain now with the number two came in Stecklenburg? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I think that it is in terms of his game time, but I don't think Koeman will necessarily look to strongly offload him because I think he, from what we can tell, he likes to have 
a little pool of goalkeepers mm. all working together. Um, because what's the point in having, as Everton kind of had, if you've got you've got your academy keepers who and one might work with the first team goalkeepers during sessions and stuff, but if you've got three senior goalkeepers who played at, at Premier League level, can't talk about competition yeah. because if you're a midfielder playing at Everton, you're playing against people in your position every day. You're getting better because you've been pushed. Yeah. But if there's only two senior keepers, how can you really push each other that well? I think that's what happens with Tottenham and Chelsea, the way they've got Begovic is chasing quarter, mm. and Lodis is getting chased by Vaughan. So they, obviously there's competition for places like that, and that's what Everton needs. The trouble is, is that Everton are going to find it hard to get a number one from a club now because mm. they obviously they're not going to be wanting to sell their number one, are they? Yeah. So maybe they have to go down the number two route. Do they have to go to a Vaughan or someone like that, or a, Beg- <coughs> a Begovic would be up for grabs? Yeah. Interesting. Because let's be honest, Leicester aren't going to be wanting to sell Schmeichel. State away up Southampton aren't going to be wanting to sell Forster. So Everton are in a bit of a conundrum here. And how much do they spend for the goalkeeper? Because obviously it's going to be a huge amount of money they're going to have to spend for the goalkeeper. I'd say the odds are significantly stacked against us getting Schmeichel. And obviously even more so Forster. It's as you say, it's one thing wanting them, it's another thing getting them. Why would of all the players that your Leicesters and your Southamptons would want to keep hold of it's a top class goalkeeper because they don't grow on trees Leicester interestingly have signed a good goalie a good a good goalie in his prime from Hanover but that might just well be as Phil said when we were discussing earlier in the week in the Champions League now they need a good pool of keepers themselves so it's difficult I don't know do we go out and, and identify you know the next Begovic or yeah. the next nope. Mandanda in Europe somewhere. I don't well, know. Interestingly, Phil, would Koeman go along the lines of just getting someone in for the season and then going out? Take for argument's sake, he's got a target for Forster and Southampton aren't willing to let him go. Mm. Maybe next season he'll get him for £25 million. Uh, Would he go along the route of getting someone in now and then making sure his number one priority he's getting next season? As much as he knows and knows he can rely on Stecklenburg yeah. as a kind of backup or as a goalie that he knows he can rely on. I don't think he would just get somebody in to fill a gap because next season is, is important. So he's bringing yeah, someone me, in. For me, he can't go and get somebody who's all right, who he knows isn't quite up to scratch or quite up to the standard he wants because he's got to be hitting the ground running. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you mentioned Begovic there, haven't you? He's yeah. still at number two. Since uh, it's got a new manager coming in there as well, haven't you, at Chelsea? Yeah. You know, would he be the type of Level. I'd have Begovic. Yeah. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Again, you know, word word as it stands is that he's not on the list, but you know that might change. Yeah, it's because it's interesting. We've been linked. I'm seeing. I mean, I've probably been reading the wrong papers. I'm being linked with lots of defenders. The players well, that just, being linked with that, being midfield for me above forwards. all positions this summer. That's going to be the most interesting. Yeah. See what he does. Yeah, because obviously, you know, there's been one of the two defenders being linked with moves. Mm. But it, it's interesting. Um, bear in mind, last week we said, you know, when we're doing our yes-no game with the, the, the squad, you know, there was a few that maybe want to offload. Yeah. A couple, I would say, in the state, but maybe perhaps won't be first, uh, first on the team sheet. You know, we do probably need, you know, what, one or two centre-halves, at least. Two, I'd say. Not assuming yeah. you don't lose any. Yeah. So what have you got basically Jack Yelka and John Stones? I'm sure yeah. 
So you say we need another two. I do. I, I, yeah. I say anything. So Five. because I think one of them. I think because one of one no of them football this season. Yeah, but I think one of one will go probably out there. And Jags is said last week thirty four uh, this year. Uh, you know, becoming increasingly injury prone. If you play three at the back, can you play Jags as one of the three? I'm not so sure. Um, so I definitely think that at least one. But I'm with Phil, probably two. Um, maybe what you can play I think fives if we were in European football then I tend to agree but five centre halves although you can play Tyus Browning there you can play Brendan Galloway well, there I think say, five yeah. is a that's bit too much say. I think you get two more in. yeah five if you got rid of you know finger two stones three, yeah, then, one yeah. of them, but we said you know there's been a few Nes Murray as well like so I just think that um, it's just the players who've been linked have all been like midfields and slight I think somebody. that speaks volumes for me because I think that's what needs Revamping Everton's midfield, it needs a total overhaul. The centre midfield, I think Barry and McCarthy have become too predictable. They got players cleverly, Bessage, Gibson, all here today. So I think they need, and I think obviously Cubans put his feelers out that the midfield needs sorting straight away. I think that's what wins your game. So and it looks as though Cubans made that as number one priority. So that's why we obviously we get links with Schneider yeah. and Stewart and all Axel Bitzel and all so it doesn't surprise me at all. But one interesting comment, we've just been talking about John Stones possibly leaving. Cumin in his first interview in the press conference, you guys were there, he said, you do not sell your best players. He made that comment, you do not sell your best players. So if Manchester City were to come in with a £50 million bid, would it be him? Or if, if John Stones says, yeah, I want to go, would he be forced to sell him? Or how, how would it go? Interesting one, I don't think Everton in a position where they're forced to sell anyone. But it's a very What I'm trying to say, Greg, is why is it different now compared to the Chelsea one? I think I think reading between the lines from what we're hearing, the difference is that Stones is a player who consistently has said he wants to move on. He checked that and kind of, if you like, did the right thing by getting on with his season and when the second bid from Chelsea was turned down last summer. Um, he still wants to go, and it's a case of if there is a club whereby you know you can almost accept that he moves on. It's I suppose it's Guardiola and City in the Champions League. The interesting thing for me is why is that different from Rom, and what you're saying basically. Yeah. Why should Everton? He's still under contract. Ah, yeah. Why should they let him go? And I think that's the difference. Might well be Stones is going to effectively willing effectively could be willing to handle the transfer request and force Everton's hand. Either you keep him against his will for another season yeah. or you let him go. Do Everton need the money? No. But they don't need the money with Ron and that's where they dug the heels in. Yeah. So what is the difference? And it, There's no difference for me. Is it an honour thing? Was was he made? Was him and his, his agent made promises last summer about the Champions League qualification? Denied, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you may have read it. I did, I did a bit of a comment piece on Saturday on this situation. Mm. I said... Look, if he wants to go... It raised eyebrows, that dinner between fans, because I've seen a lot of fans saying, basically, you're trying to sell John, John Stones. It's not that at all. I said, if he wants to go, no, if he's, Phil if, says he should If he's made right. his mind up, don't don't put up the fight with him. OK, right, you can go. But we're getting what we want for you. OK, so go around the table with City. Do it sooner rather than later. Because what my argument was is, John was affected by the, the speculation last season. So we started the season, went through into the Capital One Cup, and the window's still open. Mm. His future's still undecided. It was a cloud that hung over the, over the club and the team and affected John. Transfer window closed. 
he settled into the season. It opened again in January. When did he get bombed out of the team? Mm. When was he doing mad things against Swansea at home? It's January. Everton can't be allowing themselves to be put in that position again where a, a, a player's future is that uncertain. A player who would be, he plays in a vital position is such, you know, in the spine of the team. They don't need to put themselves in that position. Yes, nobody wants to see him go. We don't have to sell him. He's under contract. And we've got more money to you know, offer him a new deal and, and, and satisfy his needs in that respect. But if the lad wants to go, I don't see any point in, in, in sort of keeping him. Would you Manchester City desperately, desperately, desperately need him? That's what I'm trying to say. I think if Everton can try and somehow get him round the team, I say, listen, sign a contract... Obviously, they're not worth the paper they're written on these days, but just say sign a contract, and then if Manchester City do agree with, say, like a 50 million buyout from a Champions League club, then you can talk to them next season. But give us one season well, at least Dimit- under Dimit- a half decent manager. That's all we're asking for. Dimit Halis has gone, hasn't he? Um, company's very injury prone, albeit superb. I think there's an argument they do need yeah, another Man- centre back. You know, yeah. I mean, does, does, going back to the point before, does this. Decision to sell also depends on whether we can bring somebody in. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. So if you know we're going to do it, it, do it sooner rather than later and give Koeman the rest of the window yeah. to get who he wants. Yeah. How, much did, um, how much did United pay Leeds for Real Ferdinand? It was 29, wasn't it? 30, 30 million. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Okay, this is what gets on my nerves about talk over stones. People are talking about 50 million. Inflation's gone up a bit since then. For me, if you're talking about Everton demanding ridiculous money for Lukaku and it's putting clubs off, yeah. I'm sorry if they're going right, that. I'd yeah. say for Stones you can have them for 80 million. Is that, is that an inflated fee? Yeah. yeah. But is at some point he going to be worth 80 million? Well, there's a good chance. The evidence would suggest he could be. He wasn't brilliant all last season, but he's young, he's the English premium, and all right, goal, um, strikers, goal scorers have, have their own type of premium. Mm. But for me... John Stones, the type of player, will be sat there in 10 years' time going, he used to play for Everton once. Yeah. Do you want to be that sort of club? Yeah. Or do you want to be a club that either keeps them or sells really hard? And that's where I'm heartened because Everton do drive a hard bargain. That's what, that's what so I said. 50 million, you can forget 50 million. That's what million. I said. I said in that piece, 50 million is, is, is the starting point of the negotiations. And you go one direction, that's up. Yeah, yeah, Bull have just sold a reserve player there for 15 million. The, market, the market's mad. Jordan yeah. had 15 million. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's the point. I mean, I, I agree. I agree what you're saying about Stones. Uh, I also, you know, go back to last season, I think you're right that you can get away sometimes with some, a forward who's off his game because they, they've got a bit of a cob on because they're not being sold. But a centre half is a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Because they can make traumatic errors, uh, which indeed happened last season. So I think, I agree. I think we should look to drive that, you know, the biggest part, you know, the biggest place we can get, and um, you know, big clubs sell players. United sell Ronaldo doesn't necessarily mean that it, it's a lack of ambition or whatever. It's just, just sometimes it, it makes good business sense for the club, for both clubs and the player, and gives you an opportunity to perhaps play a different style or and bring in two, two, you know, top class centre halves. And I, I haven't got, I've got a problem with it. I disagree. I think Everton have got to keep hold of him, not just as a player, or We'll talk about statements of intent before whatever I'm going to be doing this. And wherever and are at the moment is trying to get into that top four and making sure everyone's aware of the players that were signing, statements of intent. What would that do for Everton to sell one of their best players? Well, it's two steps back, isn't it? Exactly. So you're trying to convince Axel Witzel 
to come to Everton. Morgan Schneiderlin to come to Everton. Yeah, he's coming here and you're selling one of your best players. Two steps. That doesn't make sense. Two That's steps back, but you, you go two steps forward with the players you bring in to replace. Well, it yeah. does, it, Atletico it's Madrid. The, Is it the Atletico Madrid yeah, but it doesn't send the right message out for what we're trying to do, does it? We're trying to attract players. Now, yeah. we're only doing what Southampton are doing. By selling your best players. But that goes back to what I was saying before. Is we're not exactly real. No, when a player comes to Real Madrid or Barcelona, and they come calling, yeah, fine, fair enough. But this is different. You don't sell like that. But it goes back to what I was saying before. Do players go to clubs because they've got players there, or because of projects, or to the fact that you're paying two hundred fifty thousand pounds a week? It's a bit like Tevez, isn't it, Man City? Why did he join City? Not because he got like play off front with a bean. They were offering him two hundred ten thousand pounds a week. That's yeah. why he went. Like you know, and so. But I do, it is, there is an element of truth to what you're saying, but that goes by, OK, back to the original point. We're selling John Stones up, but by the way, we're bringing player A and player B, who are both top-class centre-halves to replace them as part of, the, part of the deal. You know, and I think that's that's the way, like, I think a lot of our thinking will be going forward. Who would you rather let go? Stones or Lukaku? Lukaku, personally. I think you've got to... I think, think it sends the wrong message I think it's if we had to, you saying, I think it's harder at this point to replace Rom. Yeah. I agree with Phil. I think it's harder to replace Rom. The, the reason point. I say that is, like, I could countenance one player going, but I couldn't countenance two. Yeah. So I could, I could, I could, you know, I'd, I'd let Stones go as long as Rom stayed. Yeah. I or think vice Evan, versa, I couldn't let both of them go. Now that would be that would be. I that think Evan yeah, yeah. are totally contradicting themselves what they're doing. If they sell John Stones this summer, I totally do. I really do. What you're trying to attract players to your football club, yet you're flogging your best ones. It doesn't make sense. What's it say if you're keeping a player who's not happy, doesn't want to be there? Do you know what? You're under contract. It's going to dip. It's been shown to dip. You know, he's clearly prone to distraction when the windows open. All that matters is the results on the pitch. And if you're if you're keeping a player at the club who does not want to be there. For the best part of 12, 18 months, it'll be, you know, if we start next season, that he's not wanted to be there and his performances drop. And I'm telling you now, if his performances drop, Kuman will bomb him. So, what is the point of yeah, So, then you can the bomb bench? him in January, then, can't you? Well, why, why, lower why, why you can't sell so, so, why not just say, listen, give us one season with. But he's had that, he's had that spiel. But he had it under Roberto Martinez. This is totally different. Give us a season with an Axel Witzel or Morgan Schneider, different players, different coaches. Different training methods, yeah, right. different defensive. If he says, duties. if he says, yeah, all right, yeah, I want to stay, and signs a new deal, and goes, yeah, you're right, actually, I can buy into this, fine, brilliant, because you want to keep John Stones. But if he's still minded to say, you know what, I want to go and work for Pep Guardiola at Man City, I think you've just got to, you've got to sell. I think it totally contradicts whatever the signs are doing. On, <laughs> <laughs> it's got all night this. On, uh, <laughs> m- moving on, uh, another name we've been linked with, albeit a little bit. Sp- Spuriously, however, it certainly raised my eyebrows. Not one that I understand we're looking at, but you know, his Hal Robson Carno. He's had a great tournament. So is that in, is that enough to no. to wet merit the link? Yeah, Reading or He was. He's a free agent. Free agent. Because no. he has a good Euros, you can't just buy plays on the back of good Euros, can you? Yeah. If he was any good, then we plays. Uh, clubs would have been informed before the Euros. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm with that, I just don't see the point. If you've got money, why you'd want to do that? No, no, I don't. I don't see it. But is he better than Coney? <laughs> <laughs> is he better than what we've got? Which was my argument before. Which no, it's probably not. It's probably him and no. Coney on the same pile, aren't he? Really? Can Coney Cruyff turn like him? Then? Well, 
Oh, he's bagging, I'm bagging at six in the Premier League last season. Yeah, that's it, it's on the CV, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, we probably haven't even delved into half the names at the moment, but there are many, some links stronger and uh, more likely than others. But it's going to be interesting to see when we start uh, making our moves in the market. Thanks for listening. Uh, plenty to talk about this week, as there will be. We continue the podcast over the summer. Eventually, we'll get a signing and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll convene for probably a special one, depending on the uh, the size of the deal. But yeah, thank you for listening and have a good weekend.